Hello and welcome to this month's Patreon preview. If you are curious about Patreon and want to hear what is available if you sign up, then please stick around and listen to this episode. I mention Patreon on every episode, so at the beginning of each month, I'm going to give you a little preview of what is available on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. You can sign up for Patreon for either $2 or $5 a month to get all main and mini episodes of Real Life Ghost Stories completely ad-free. There are also extra film reviews, giveaways, bonus Q&As and much, much more. Remember, Patreon is entirely flexible and you can delete your pledge instantly at any time. For $2 a month, you can get access to over 50 episodes of bonus content. And for $5 a month, you can get access to over 150 extra bonus episodes. On the $5 a month tier, every Monday I release an episode of Tiny Tales. Sometimes it's a collection of spooky stories. Sometimes it's a special guest episode where a knowledgeable person comes on and tells their own paranormal tales. And sometimes it's Bigfoot erotica. There's no other way to say that. Once a month we do a no sleep special where we find the scariest spooky story from the depths of the internet. For today's preview, you will be hearing a snippet of one of these episodes of Tiny Tales. You can sign up for Tiny Tales on the $5 tier at patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories. So let's get into it. But we invent our own reality where nothing bad can happen. My hand gripped the tarnished handle and turned, pulling the door open to reveal a man in a black suit. A suit that would have been more at home 200 years prior. He was wearing a bowler hat and looked vaguely similar to an elderly Sinatra. His voice, however, was not from the chairman, deep and leaving a bitter taste in my mouth. Hello, friend. I started to think you would never answer the door. It was at this point I should have closed the door in his face but frankly, I don't think it would have changed the events that followed. I didn't know you were there this whole time. Are you a friend of Maureen's? He had to know the homeowner somehow, right? Right. Breathe and remember, rationalise. No. I'm just here to deliver an envelope to a... Joe House. Is that what that says? The man pulled some reading glasses from his pocket. Yes. Joe House. Do you happen to be Joe? No, I'm not Joe. But I could take this to him if you'd like. He's right upstairs. I can't allow you to touch this envelope. But if you would allow me to come in, I'd be more than happy to deliver the envelope and be on my way. I heard steps behind me. I was wondering when Joe would get impatient. Dave, where's the drive Who's that? I'm not important, but this envelope is for Joe House. Would you be Joe House? The old man was exceedingly pleasant, cracking a smile without a hint of malice. I am. Joe approached the man as one would approach a leper. He snatched the off-white envelope, opening it at arm's length. If this is anthrax, I'm making sure you die with me, old man. Joe was also a conspiracy theorist. The man just grinned. It's nothing of the sort, but I appreciate the humour. Joe removed a single piece of paper from the envelope, 
reading it aloud, brutally grimacing. It isn't solar storms, it isn't demons, it isn't nuclear. Pause. Then what the fuck is it? I just deliver the messages. The old man gave a stiff wave before collapsing into a pathetic heap. The police arrived promptly, pulling up in a storm of light and sound. They took statements from each of us, surveyed the area. The homeowners came back, obviously horrified an old man died on their porch. This was made more bizarre by the women asserting that they had never before seen the unfortunate visitor. The old man was a complete stranger to everyone, apparently. He had nothing in his pockets, no tags on his clothes, no fingerprints. His teeth were dentures with no label or serial number branded onto them. The cops fidgeted for a while, taking pictures, shooting their guns at each other in a weird take on a water gun fight, punching stray animals. We all joined in and it was a great time. I'm kidding, obviously, but the officers really didn't know what to do. So naturally they told us to call them if anything else happened and then they were gone. Maureen's supposed sister had gone upstairs to lie down. Joe, myself and Maureen made awkward small talk, having no stake in this old man and wanting to banish the ordeal from memory. Joe made no mention of the envelope to the police or to the sisters. Eventually we all decided the best course of action was for Joe and I to go ahead and continue working. I wish we had left.